Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Talk Recorded live. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Wonderful. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. It's very, very happy to see the the sun outside, I have to say. Oh, that is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have plenty of rain, but the plants are going to be happy and flowering very soon, so that's great. Exactly. Exactly, because yeah. I usually kill plants, at least this way they have a chance to survive. <laughs> yeah. So are you are you in your office? Where I am actually in my car in a parking lot. So um my office is my car, Panera's and sometimes home. So I'm all over the place. <laughs> I see. Yeah, right cuz you go from client to client and things like that, right? Right, yes. So, do you feel like you're in yeah, you in a comfortable place like, you know, do you feel pretty private and good? Yeah, like I said, I'm in my car, and I'm just sitting in the parking lot, which is fine. Um, good, good. How would it be to actually um, to tap there? Would that would that be okay if we got to tapping today? Uh, sure. Sh- I'm sure people will look at me a little funny, but that's okay. <laughs> good. That's exactly how I feel. I'm like, oh, okay, so here she goes. Well, she's doing something funky there. <laughs> so I was looking through your... Um, you know, your contract and everything that we talked about. And there's a couple of things in my mind, but the first thing that I always love to start with is things that have got, you know, successes that has uh, have happened in the last week or two. Um, and I can share with you why is it that, well, especially with your dad, you know, but we all just as humans have a tendency to notice what is not right or what we can improve or what, you know, and that's, of course, the, the nature of our work together, right, to right. make things better and evolve and so on. But what we forget is that by actually really celebrating the little things that are going right, we're, uh, without realizing it, we're just re- uh, rewiring our brain for success because as much as we think that with the whip we're going to get more things done, we kind of resent it. I don't think anybody really likes criticism and judgment in reality, you know? That's true. That's absolutely true. So so that's why I like, you know, starting with what is right, and then we actually dive in into, like, what can be better and how can we make it happen. Okay. Great. So what has been going great in the last week or two? And it could be in any arena, right? And it doesn't matter if it's, if it's business or family life any or your personal, you know, how you're taking care of, of yourself. Right. Um, I would probably say in the last week or two, um, I've been listening to a lot of self-help tapes um, on time management and organizing and um, just trying to, I always feel like that's my biggest problem is time management. Um, So I've been listening to a lot of uh, self-help tapes on those because I'm in the car a 
all the time, so I might as well right. utilize it the best way I can. Did you um, get any really, like, good tips of things that you can put in practice? Yeah, actually, I, I, I actually did start with that. Um, one of my um, problem areas in my home is my own closet. That's mm. the one area that I completely neglect. And, of course, it's because it's mine. You know, everybody else is fine and perfect, but mine is is uh, is not. Um, but I just actually took a day, actually two days, and um, I went at it. I just had the mission of this is what I'm going to do, and this is how I'm going to put it all together. And I'd probably say I'm about 80% done in there. Wow. Um, it feels pretty good, you know, that I was able to do that. Plus, I got rid of a lot of stuff, too. Um, some things that I didn't even realize were in there, like some personal items, you know, like the kids' old drawings and stuff like that that I pulled out. And uh, so it was kind of nice to see that stuff. Yeah. Everything goes in my closet. My kids call it the black hole. <laughs> Well, that's fabulous because you're all clearing energy, you know, like, and probably um, Carolyn would would say the same thing. Whenever we just like start clearing things, then we're making space for new and wonderful things to come. But when there's no space and everything just goes there, it's like, okay, you don't even know what you have. And it's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a fabulous thing, even though it's, and it will have repercussions in your business because then you feel you feel calmer when you actually go and get dressed, right? Exactly. Now I can go in there and, and not have to worry about is this wrinkles or what's going on. I can just um, go in and pick pick out pick out something really quick because right. um, it's more organized there. And I actually did um, not only work on that at the same time, but I've been working on my office in my bedroom where I've changed some things around and um, – purchase some some items on the desk that make it cleaner but mm-hmm. yet more organized and um my my big thing now is my wall is completely empty and I want to find something for it but um I was thinking you know like you you want to put in front of you like a calendar or um a clipboard or something like that. And I'm like, you know, I don't think I want that. I want something calming. I want something pretty to look at. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I'm in that, you know, like just trying to push it all away and just get something nice up there. Yeah. And one thing that I, I will bring up that I probably will share with all the group at some point is a system that originally I actually did it with um, with post-it notes on my actually uh, I had some I have some photos of it on like I, I have a desk that is that has next to it has a little like a little um, bookshelf with a window in front you know it's like an old old type desk and in that window I created with uh, post-its three. Um, three columns. The first one was things that I wanted to get done that were in my to-do list. And the middle one was things that I was doing and then things that were done. Uh, And I followed through and it was wonderful to move the stickies from place to place. Now they have Trello for free. I don't know if you're aware. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing it 
because of wonder, you know, that's what I was going to ask you. Are you more of a physical, are you more digital or more analog? You know, sometimes there's people that love just writing in pen and paper, putting it, having a visual at all times in their office. But there's people that, you know, like uh, for me, my office is also where my computer is. You know, I can have my computer and my phone and I work from anywhere. Right. So I like having it on my computer, so I have it at all times with me. Right. Um, and I can add things and so on. So I would yeah. definitely encourage something like that. Yeah, I. Um, that's one thing I actually learned on some of these self-help things is that I am definitely a paper and pen type of person. I, I, I you know, still have the um, date book that I carry around with me, but I also use the computer. I find I'm in the middle. I do mm-hmm. both. Yeah. And sometimes not knowing how to control using both, I'm spinning my wheels a lot and losing some some dates and times. So I gotta. That is actually one of my missions now to find a way to use both um, effectively. Yes. Because yeah. um, I mean, I'm, I'm I've always felt like I I just like I'm the type of person where I just like to see a whole month all at once and I have not seen any electronic calendar that can do that. And um you know like they make especially if I have 10 things on on one day, you know, you don't see that all at once. Right. You know, so um so I've always been looking but never finding. So I kind of gave up on that and just said, you know what, I don't mind carrying the calendar around. Um I'm comfortable with it. You know, one thing that I realize is that I, because I use Google Calendar, and you do have a month view, and you can actually see an ad, and you can see, you know, ten items that you may have. On Google, which one? Google do I have? Calendar. Yeah, I'm gonna check and see again because I always just felt like it it lists down, but I'll check that again. It does actually, you know. If you have more than three things, or four, actually it's four things per day, there's a drop by, you know, drop down menu. So you have to actually open that up, but it actually makes it bigger, and you can see everything that you have on that day. Yeah, I'll check that out again because I think I didn't like the drop down part, but who knows? Maybe if I get used to using it, then um, yeah, that might work. The one, the one thing that is an advantage to that that I would like you to, you know, and I, and I think we're, you know, we're discussing systems for just a minute, but um, what I like about the Google Calendar is that I also have my personal appointments and we share with my husband, mm-hmm. so I can always see what is going on in the family and put things there, and we communicate that way as well as my clients and everything else. So it's like, okay. I have a general view of what's happening. And I was, I have to tell you, I actually always was a paper and pen. This whole digital thing took me a little while. And now that I'm actually more familiar with it, it's like it's so much easier. Yeah, I think just taking the time to try and work with it. Um, yeah. My husband says the same thing. And, and, and for the most part, especially when you're out and about, Yes. you know, it's nice to have it because sometimes I may not have my calendar with me and and I, I and I don't mind using both because of the the theory also that if my phone dies I'm without a calendar or anything versus yeah. you know I have the paper but if I lose the paper you know at least I have the phone so. right so you have two yeah yeah it's like a backup plan if you in a way um do you have a laptop that goes with you to clients 
I do. Um, that's my other scenario that I'm not, as far as the computer is going, not doing too well. I have a Macintosh yep. um, laptop that I carry with me all the time, but I also have a PC that's at home. And this mm. is where, uh, and the reason why I did that was um, I have clients who use Mac, the Mac and I have clients who use the PC. Right. So I thought it was a good investment to to have the two so I could, you know, work on both types of clients. Yeah. And uh which it is and it's good and it works, but the two really don't work well together. <laughs> right, that is true. That is so very I true. So I try to find, you know, a calendar that works on the Mac and the PC and well, I have to tell you, the Google Map does because I work on Mac and my husband works on PC. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a PC man and I'm a, because of his his work as well. So yeah. so that's compatible and uh, makes it somewhat simple. But, yeah, I see I see that there's so much going on, right? So, And, and uh, is there any, before we move on, is there any other success that we want to talk about before we just dive into... Our first session. <laughs> um, just the uh, um over the past couple of weeks, just I'm just trying to really implement everything I'm learning and going forward. I mean, um, things are going to be changing again because summer's going to start, and now my calendar is going to be completely different. Now that I figured out how to do my work week with the kids in school, mm-hmm. I'll have to figure it out when they're not in school. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, so, uh, um, you know, it's one of these things that uh, just, I mean, I feel pretty, I mean, the, the main accomplishment there is, is making sure that, um, uh, you know, I was taking the time to do the self-help and implementing some things. You know, the closet was a huge thing. The office was a huge thing. Um, we went down to the Cape over the long weekend and, we're redesigning the house down there, so you know, trying to get understand what's going on down there was also a huge thing. Wonderful, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> yes, there is a lot going on. That's true, and uh, and overall, so it's like there's there's so many pieces, and it's like how do you deal with the the level of stress that you have? Because every day there's so much going on. Right. Um, actually, that's probably one thing that I don't have under control. Um, I think it's more of, um, I just try and, uh, just try and not, you know, breathe. (laughs) Yes. Um, it's funny because I, I, part of me, I feel under stress, but then I don't feel under stress. And I think I just don't realize sometimes that I am under stress and it's taking out in so many different ways. Um, yeah. I have not exercised at all, and I'd like to try and get back into that, but I find I just um, don't take the time for it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a big one for, you know, for, like, your physical, but also your mental well-being. Right. Right. So... And tell me the one piece. Did you were you able to listen to the calls? Um, on I have. 
yeah, I haven't finished them. One of them I was listening at night, and I think I fell asleep to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially the first one, because the first one, it's a lot more, uh, it's more to do than to actually just listen, right? So I was like. Yeah, yeah, because I was laying in bed, and then my husband came in bed, and he kind of shut the lights off, so I was still listening to it, and then I think I just passed out. <laughs> yes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. Yeah. So it might be it might be helpful to listen to it whenever you can. Yeah. Um, you are you, the focus of the work that we're going to do is slightly different because you do have, um, you know, you already have a def- more of a definition. But I think it's extremely helpful because it's about understanding. And, and you actually wrote it down. Like, what are your you know your strengths and how to capitalize on that, and what are the areas that you want to work more on but you you have an an idea definitely have a very clear idea it's more uh just embracing who you are and feeling more empowered so that was you know the first call who you are as an expert and uh and service-based marketing is wonderful uh so it's definitely definitely worth listening whenever you're ready uh i hope that you can make it on the 10th i don't know if you're going to be around for our third call we have the uh, third call yeah, I think I I think I put it in the calendar. Um, I think I'm going to my paper. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do have it in here. Um, one question I did have for you um, that um, when I was listening to the first uh, first one, I am kind of in a totally different field that it seems like everybody else is. Um, you know, because. And everybody else kind of can be in tune with themselves. They're already all natural about doing all these things where I am, you know, totally different. Like when you did something with a vision, you know, like um, finding that little girl or something like that. Uh, I, I'm not good at that. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know if it's I'm just too analytical and um, or I just don't know how to reach into me. Um, so I kind of feel like when I'm on, when I was listening to the call, I kind of felt a little distant, you know, like I'm losing something from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of wanted to, to touch base with you on that, like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> of course, no, and, and I, I'm very, very happy that you mentioned it. Um, there is a couple of things. One of the, is, um, I suggested, one of the things that I was doing is, inviting and uh, you can do that in any way that you can and uh, I don't know if you remember that there's time it part of it is who you are and if you are more analytical and you have you haven't done much of that before it may be a little odd at first it's like oh this does not feel right or it's just you know and we're going to work on that because I'll tell you the other piece is that if you don't know what the benefit might be. So if you would have been in the call and you would say, you know, I, have a, I haven't done that before or I don't quite, I don't know quite how to do these, or I would say, you know, there's absolutely no right or wrong way of doing it. And the reason that we're doing it is that I, I have, throughout working with so many people, I have learned, and, and my, my own experience, I have learned that even though we're adults and we're, you know, living our adult life, there's parts of us that, you know, that are that young child inside of us that still is running our, our emotions. Mm-hmm. And by connecting with her, we get a lot of powerful information about 
why we may need to deal with today. Um, and there's a variety of ways of doing it, and you can take your time getting there if it feels right. You know, it's, it's an invitation. Um, yeah, because I was kind of figuring that I'm I'm not getting as much out of your sessions there because I can't seem to picture anything, and I'm like, yeah, is this, am, I, am I in the wrong place? Is this what I should be doing? I don't know. You just you started questioning yourself, and everything is just like, yeah. okay, is that gonna? Yeah. So, so when my, what I may suggest because that was actually um, of the first call that was probably I would say. Um, just to, without minimizing it, about 15%. Okay, yeah. And then it's funny, and that's what I focused on, right? <laughs> well, and, and, but that it makes sense because if that's one area. You know, overall, I think that it's hard for you to just give yourself the time and consider. And making these investments has been uh, something that you considered very closely, right? Is it going to work? Mm-hmm. Is it not going to work? And there's a part of you that is still in that space of like looking and is like judging, right? It's like, is this, is this for me or not? How is this going to work? Am I going to get any, you know, what am I going to get out of it? Right. And, and it makes a lot of sense. I actually totally honor that. So the, I feel like the meat of the program is going to be our sessions together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the group, what I'm going to invite you to do is really use what most it's you and whatever I say or whatever I invite you to do, just you know say you know I'm in a different field. I'm not a coach. I'm doing these piece. How will this apply to me? And I'm like, okay, this is how it would apply to you because one of the big pieces that were, we covered in the second module was service-based marketing. How sometimes and this is something that we talked actually in our first conversation um, in the clarity session we had of how sometimes people do not fully understand what you're doing for them. And therefore, they, don't, they just think, oh, you know, you're a bookkeeper. They can just replace you with somebody else when right. you're doing so much more. Right. Yeah. And service-based marketing is all about educating our clients. And how do we actually educate our clients? What are the language? What's the language that we're going to use? You know, asking, it's just, it's really, um, and coming from you, it has to definitely work for you, but it also works for your ideal client and how some people that truly need you may not know it and how it's actually our job to educate them and let them know. Mm-hmm. Does okay. that make sense? It does. It does, yeah. Yeah. Because that's a piece that um, what I was looking through in your, you know, as, as I was rereading today, uh, everything that we talked about and your you know everything that you wrote in your contract, I was noticing that there is um an overall theme and i would be I would be happy to hear from you, but this was uh do you want me shall I yeah. share with you what I, <laughs> please, please do so what I see is that there's something that happened when you were extremely young that made you and, and who you are of course right it's a mix of what has you know what you bring into this world and the, your environment, but you were thrown into a family where you were uh, the caretaker from a very young age um, and with a very rough dad and critical dad. So it's like you were, and that translates today, right? But I, as a little girl, and I don't know how much you notice this, if you, uh, if you remember your boys, right, when they were five, six years old, they're tiny little creatures, right? 
Yeah. And if you throw a ton of responsibility at them, the biggest, see, as little kids, we don't realize that, actually, I'm going to invite you to just tap, even if it's just one point, whatever feels right, because what I'm sharing with you is actually something that has so many layers that I want your nervous system to also be with us, right, your whole body. Is that okay? Okay, that's fine. Wonderful. So as little kids, what happens, Betsy, is that we want to just make our parents proud, you know, and we want to, like you said, get significance out of taking care of your mom that had her back issue, and, uh, and you know, your dad is very expecting a lot from you, and you're like, I'm going to just raise to the occasion, and yet, if we're a young kid, we don't know a whole lot how to do things, and we're going to make mistakes, and we're going to mess up, and, you know... And if you, on top of actually being given bigger responsibility that is adequate for your age, like being the mother of your mom, it's just, you know, it's not okay, not appropriate, no matter what, uh, right? I had this, this thing, very similar situation, so I, I know that. But on top of it, it's like that the child feels like I'm not very good at these. You know, I'm just not good at it. I don't, so you, it's almost like you're falling short. And if in addition to that, you have a critical father that you have to do it right, it's more of a sense of like you have to constantly do and overdo and try to make it better. Right, yeah. So there, there's this almost like an internal wheel that is constantly moving in order to improve, in order to improve, in order to like, you're never going to get it right. It's hard to, then it's hard to delegate because nobody's going to do it as good as you and you want to get the <laughs> praise, the price, the praise, what is it, the praise and be appreciated for it anyway. So why delegate and somebody else gets it, right? Yeah, I actually am very much like that. It's like I, I would, I'll end up doing it because I know the other person can't do it the way I can do it. Right, right. Yeah. So, and is there any part of you that feels that, you know, and actually I think that you mentioned this a little bit, that there's a part of you that knows that you're good at what you do, and there's another part of you that they're going to find out that you're all, not all that great. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right? That is, that is so me. Right. And But it's a really heavy burden to carry, isn't it? It is, and it's funny. The first image that I had when you said that is recently I actually had a dream that I was in like a my B&I group and um, somebody found I think I don't know if it was somebody found out that I wasn't as good as I was or something um, and I was telling my husband that thing and he's like well you're not you know it's like you're not that as good as that and uh, it just kind of was this really weird, weird dream that I got caught and somebody that was close to me told me, yes, they're right. <laughs> mm, yes. Yeah. yeah. Is, is your, your husband, can your husband have a little bit of your debts uh, in him in the being critical or a little like wanting a lot from you or? Uh, my husband is extremely supportive, um, but he's, he's very intense. Um, he's a, I would say definitely a type A, um, got a lot of stress and it comes out a lot. Um, I mean, like a comment, I mean, like anybody that knows my husband will say he's 
so nice and so calm and gentle, but yet at home he can be a little bit different. Yes. But, but he's extremely supportive of me in anything, like with the business. Um, he's always been extremely supportive with it, and he's in the accounting field also. And um, I go to him a lot with questions, and he will take the time and uh, help me out. Um, but uh, he can sometimes be not. What's um, the word I'm trying to think of? Uh, understanding that I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And um, that, you know, that may frustrate him. But um, my, uh, my one thing I was going to mention is my, my oldest son, here's actually just yesterday, we were talking about my husband and um, or he needed to get some information, I think, from my husband or something. And I'm like, well, ask daddy, you know, he'll help you. And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, I can't ask him in the morning because he's very grumpy if he doesn't get his sleep. And I can't ask him at the end of the day because he comes home and he's tired and he's grumpy. And he's like, I don't have really any time I can ask him anything because he's always grumpy. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting, right? And was your dad a little bit like that? Yeah, I mean, my dad was when uh, he worked all day and and when his, uh, you know, when he's tired, he was extremely grumpy, and my husband's kind of the same way. When he doesn't get the amount of sleep he wants, he's extremely grumpy. Right, right. Um, so, but it's funny because my, my husband has some tendencies, my father, and then he's completely different also. Of course. Uh, you know, um, but some of, some of the things that I do find, I completely turn off on my husband if I see him doing some of those things, so like my dad. I just turn that switch, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> what do you mean? You mean do you just like walk away, or how do you turn the switch off? <laughs> um, I have a few times just walked away, and uh, a lot of times it's like I just kind of shut down and don't listen anymore. Mm. And um, you know, it's just it's just like if if it is something critical, um, then sometimes I'll just let him do his little spiel, and I'm just like. I shut down and I'm not listening really. Yeah. So you actually have learned how to disengage from the dad part that he has. I think so. Um, I think a, a long time ago, um, I actually did go to a psychologist um, to for some. We're having a bit of a hard time hearing you, Betsy. Sorry. Is like, oh, sorry. Is this better? Yeah. Okay, I just put the phone down a little bit. Okay, um, maybe if you put it closer to you instead of putting it right in your ear. Am I on? You can put me on speaker if you want and see if that's better. Yeah, yeah, actually, I, I did have you on speaker. I just put you, the phone down further away from me. That's all. Well, that's okay, actually. That yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I a long time ago when things were really um, tough with me and my dad, um, I remember thinking that. If I want to have a relationship with my father, I can't change him and he's not going to change. So I have to figure out a way to work with him and maybe I have to change how I deal with him. And I was seeing a psychologist at the time and um, I felt like I cried a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
but it was one of those things where it was like I just kind of made up my mind that, you know, I can't change him. So I got to figure out a way to handle him and um, work with him. And that's what I ended up doing. And then we ended up having a good relationship um, yeah. or, or better relationship, I should say. Um, so I, th- I think I probably learned in that sense that I know I can't change these people. So I just have to figure out how I can deal with that. Yeah. And it, and it's true, uh, and at the same time, one of the pieces is I'm curious if part of part of your pattern of both stress and time management it's connected with how much energy are you putting into dealing with the dynamics that are going on in your life, and instead of just fully, you know, being ex- in an accepting place but not needing to. Um, you know, defend or put distance, or you could just like say, you know, just like take it easier in a way, uh-huh. right? Is there an emotional part of you that gets that engages with it or not anymore? Do you, if you, because you know, we can just walk away and still carry that, like, oh, you know, this is no, I think I carry it with me a lot because, uh-huh. um, I mean, I what I tend to do is. I'll have the argument in my head mm. with the individual. Like I, I do this with my brother all the time that I'm like, I know I have to talk to him and he's going to say this and then I have to say this and then he's going to say this. And, and I have this huge argument in my head and, you know, how it's going and back and forth. And then afterwards I find when I do approach him, it's like I've already gone through all the arguments that I really don't have anything to say anymore. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 it's funny because a lot of times I stressed and worried about it so much, and yet when I talk to him, he's like, "Okay, well, you know, we can do that," and I'm like, "Ready for a fight?" <laughs> <laughs> but do you see how much how much real estate all that takes in your in your head, right? Oh yeah, it does, and it turns into dreams. And I remember sometimes waking up and yelling at my husband for something, and he's like. You dreamt that. I actually didn't do that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I, I, I do internalize a lot. I do. Yeah. Okay. Because what I see is that your time management is like there's a, it's about, see, time, it's incredible. Time is something that, we always think that there's 24 hours, seven days a week, that's that, you know, and it's absolutely true. On the other hand, when have you ever noticed that when you're more relaxed, you can be a lot more productive, you get things done, and it's like, oh, you're just flowing through. I don't know if you, it's ever happened that you just flow through the day, get things done, you're just truly relaxed and, and efficient and productive? I actually have had some of those days. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Why can't every day be like this? <laughs> yes. So that has a ton more to do with that internal state than the day itself. Yeah. Because the the stress of all the tension that you carry, it's so much that, you know, so it's almost like if you're having the conversations, it, you know, before it was with your brother, now it could be with your husband, one of your children, a client, who knows, you know, just different things that happen, and you're having all that in your head, and then you have to do this and you have to do that. And it's like you have, you're holding so much. When you put just a tiniest bit more in, 
is like the you know it's overflowing this there's no space right so so it's about how can we invite your your system your nervous system your mind to just to be in a diff to like generally be in a more mellow place so is that kind of saying like once I realize that I'm getting that um, nervous, hyper, you know, stressed feeling, take a few moments to kind of breathe a little bit, or and then then handle the situation. That would be definitely a first, you know, a first like a coping, right? Yeah. Absolutely, that would be a coping of something that you can fix. But what I would love to work on is. When did these start? Because my sense is that these you learned to do these when you were much younger. That there was a lot going on, there was a lot that you had to manage, and some it may have been chores and things, you know, or it may have been just emotions. It may have been things that were going on at home. How was your the environment of your home when you were young? Um. I'm going to say a lot. I really, I mean, to me, it was just okay. Nothing too stressful. It was, it was fine. But, um, like if I go through the scenarios, I mean, growing up, um, I have an older brother, my, my brother and I, and, um, my mom, my dad was around, but my parents got divorced when I was younger, probably, uh, I don't even know how old. I mean, I don't even remember it. Um, huh. but, I, but I hear stories about it. Like, I hear stories like he was an alcoholic and there was some, you know, abusive things he did with my mom. Um, from what my brother was saying is that one reason why I don't remember it is because my mom and my brother sheltered me from everything. Yeah. Um, I think also I I just was an unaware person. I didn't kind of... Um, take things in, I guess, when I was younger, um, kind of in my own little world. And well, that was probably a way that you protected yourself. Probably, probably. But, you know, my, my father was in, in our, see, I never realized that, I mean, I knew they were divorced because he wasn't living in the house, but he was he was around us all the time. Um, oh. You know, like we had, we um, went out with them every single weekend. You know, he'd come over um, sometimes during the week. Um, so it's like he was he was always in my life throughout my whole childhood. It's not like I never. Um, it's not like he went away or anything. He was very much involved. Um, but, well, was uh, he a positive? And like, did he come over to the house, or just you just spend the weekends together? I think it was just spending the weekends together, but it wasn't like, um, you know, like I'd go over to his place and stay there. It was like he would come over and get us, and then we'd go out. And they were fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did certain things with skating and, you know, hanging out and biking and all that stuff. And, um, you know, we did positive things like that and uh, had a good time always, you know. I, I always tell people it's like uh, Sunday night dinners. Everybody always remembers their home life where, uh, you know, Everybody Sunday night always had main meals and everybody was sitting around the table. And it's like my Sunday night was at the Chateau restaurant in Waltham. That was, that's what I grew up with. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, because my father always took us out every Sunday night and we always went to the Chateau. 
And, um, but, you know, we had fun, you know, like we, when I talk with my brother about my dad, we, we laugh, you know, we have good memories. Um, so, I mean, even though there were some bad, there was also some good memories too. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, like uh, most of the summers we all went camping for a whole month together and, um, not my mother, but my brother, myself and my father, and we had a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um. I mean, there there was definitely positive like that, but I I just don't remember the bad part of anything. Um, now whether it's I I just blocked it out or my brother and my mother really did a good job of sheltering me. And what was your dad? Did your dad continue to drink? Well, you know, later after the divorce or yeah, like- he did. He he did continue. Um, he did quit kind of cold turkey um, later on. I mean, I, I remember because there was a probably a 10-year period where they were separated and then they did get back together. Um, uh-huh. And um, and I do remember him being in the house and, you know, having some beers and stuff like that. So um, when, how old were you when they got back together? Um, I would probably say I was a junior in high school or somewhere around there. So you were around like 14, 13, 14? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, like I think they got divorced. I mean, to me, it's like if I had to use numbers that I, I think they got divorced when I was four or five and then they got back together when I was like 15, 16. Hmm. Um, and um, but it's it's it wasn't like they got back together because everything was perfect and, you know, they were back in love again. It was more of my, my father was living with my Nana and um, his mother and Mm -hmm. my, my uncle and they were selling the house. So he kind of had to go somewhere. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) You know, so it's like, I think they wanted to do that anyways. And, you know, they did, they do still love or did still love each other and they cared for each other, but it was more a convenience than a va-voom, you yeah, know, yeah. love affair type thing. Um, and, um, and, you know, he did still drink a little bit, but he he did do a cold turkey quitting. And I always say he was, um, because sometimes when you he was a, a mean, dry drunk, you know, mm-hmm. yes. that, that, you know, like not having that in his system, he wasn't a, um, a happy-go-lucky type guy. I mean, he, yeah. other people he was great with. Uh, yes. You know, anybody he met, everybody was like, oh, he's fantastic, that's great, and all this stuff. But, you know, when he got grumpy, he got grumpy. Yeah. I always told people that... Um, you know, my father's an asshole, but I'm the only one that can call him that. Anybody else calls him that, they're going to have problems. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But I totally understand that. And you know what? One thing that um, I just i am curious if it would be helpful to te- to share with you about, um, I would definitely do share with you about the profiles, and I don't know if Caroline has mentioned it, but uh, both your, your dad and your husband are what is called charismatic leaders. And they can mm-hmm. be extremely charismatic, especially out and about, and easily make friends, and right, very outgoing, and 
and great people, wonderful hearts, but when they get into a defense place or a stressful place, they can be extremely grumpy and even, you know, just it's almost like uh, well, the transformation can be pretty radical. Yeah, I would say so. So it's just like they can be just mean, just sometimes like they get into. So the shadow of the charismatic leader is the enforcer, right? It's a little bit like a tyrant. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what I would love to do with the time we have left is how can, what would be the most helpful thing for you? Is well, everything do you think is about the time management, is about, you know, better care for yourself, decreasing, because I think the overall is decreasing that level of stress that it's constantly throwing you into overwhelm, which of course affects your time management and everything else. Right. Right, yeah. Um, I'd say yes to everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it. I think it kind of affects that, though, because um, if I had time management better, then I can fit in the workout time. Fitting in the workout time will help relieve the stress, yeah. and everything else would move better. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know which one comes first, the egg or the chicken. <laughs> yes. And and so I think that the at the core the what comes first, the very, very first thing, Betsy, is actually your overall stress level is actually pretty high. Yeah. And so that is affecting your sleep, right? So if okay. you don't go ahead, tell me. No, I was just saying, Oh yeah, I um I find there are times that um I I see like my husband's very much of trying to get to bed around nine, ten o'clock, or around ten o'clock at night. I've always been the eleven, twelve o'clock, and um, so I'm trying to do more of like what he's doing, try and go to bed at ten. But I find I wake up at three, four, five, six. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I I always wake up at three o'clock in the morning. I don't. It doesn't matter what time I go to bed. I still wake up at three o'clock in the morning. But then I see every hour after that. Okay, so. The reason that I'm bringing up sleep is because if you have a restful night, and then you are saying that sometimes when you start sleeping a little deeper, you snore a bit, and if you snore, he wakes you up, and then that whole thing is like, so your sleep is off. You're not fully rested. Like That's Correct. why when you wake up at 5 or 6, you don't want to get out of bed because like, you haven't had a decent rest. Right. So that, that is actually one of the first places to start, I would say. And so... My recommendation, I, I, my husband told me that sometimes I do snore a little bit. So what what he, we have is uh, we have an air filter. He has some allergies. But you can always get a sound machine that will help him. Just, you know, when you start snoring, it doesn't have to wake you up. He can just maybe gently put you on your side or something that it has to be a conversation between the two of you that he doesn't wake you up, but he can actually continue sleeping. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's actually pretty good about it. He just kind of rolls me back on my side. Right. I, I mean, he it's not like he's trying to wake me up and push me around. Right. He just he just gently. But the funny part is, as I always say to him, right before he does that, I feel like I'm aware of my soundings and I'm up mm-hmm. and I don't hear myself. Um, right. But. Um, and maybe half of it is too is I'm so aware of my snoring that I'm not. Mm. I'm waking up before he he pushes me because I'm I don't know, 
But um, but yeah, I actually went through um, a sleep apnea for a while, mm. and um, it's it's gotten better. Where you know I'm not falling asleep behind the wheel anymore. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've I've learned different techniques, but it's still that nighttime trying to figure that out. Um, yeah. So one piece of that, and that is huge. That is huge because that is going to affect uh, that is going to affect your whole day, right? If yeah. You, if you don't rest enough, it really affects it. Like the time management is completely off from the night before because you know it's not about today; it's about what happened last night. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So things that I'm going to um, recommend that you can try. Um, just at night, um, and you have your pen and paper, right? Even though this is recording and I send you an email with the information where you can listen to it again. Okay. But um, first thing is get a journal or something of that sort, like in a notebook that you have by your bedside or you have it in the bathroom. And at night, just put down everything that is in your mind but especially, so two two categories. One, things that are like a, you know things that you have that are going in your mind of things that you have to do or address the following day or that have not you know you haven't finished that day. You know, like the leftover things. You know, yeah. the to the do list that you probably have it somewhere else, but just so you can put it somewhere, just, mm-hmm. just dump it there. And the second thing that I would love for you to conclude, and this can take you, you know, five minutes. I'm not asking any extra huge time. Is three things that went right that day. Something that you're grateful for. And it could be extremely simple. Like you find you found a good parking when you got to your client, you know, or somebody just smiled at you in the store or your son came and gave you a, a wonderful hug, even if he does it every day. It doesn't matter, just just to invite your brain into like switching of letting go of the the worries and the stress and inviting a positive. Mm, I like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to highly recommend that you download onto your phone. I actually have my phone always next to me on the bedside table, but I, you know, I just put it on uh, airplane mode so it doesn't affect me. But I have an app, and I'm going to tell you it's called Insight Timer. Inside, like, a, you know, like have you have an insight, insight yeah. timer, and it's all guided meditations. Okay. And what I do sometimes, if I, if you ever wake up, because sometimes, you know, if I'm in the middle of a launch or some things that are happening in my business or in my life in general, I can also wake up in the middle of the night, and I just put my ear, you know, my ear um, headphones, and just listen to a meditation. That it could be like five, ten minutes, and it's just so soothing, I go right back to sleep. Okay. You can, you can also use the first call from our, from our group because it seems like that put you to sleep. I know, really. It put me to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad thing. Actually, I'll take it any time. I think if, if that's what it's good for for you, fine. I'm happy with it. <laughs> yeah. So... Those are two things that I would highly encourage you to do. The other thing is if you're waking up very, very frequently at 3 a.m., mm-hmm. that has to do with your liver. Really? Yeah. Three There's o'clock a, liver? Three o'clock in the morning is the liver. And I actually, I know it because I went through a period and I was working with a naturopath and I did actually, I did a gallbladder and liver cleanse that was was pretty simple. 
and then it actually it got way better, way better. Uh, you know, now it's like I can go back to sleep easier. I don't wake up, you know, consistently at 3 a.m. So something to just, you know, something to sort of to just share with you. So, um, so what do you do? So, you, so that means I have to do a cleanse for the liver? Is that what you're saying? Oh, uh, I, I just, I want, you know, I'm not a naturopath. I have, you know, I'm not going to. Uh, you can look into it and see if uh, you could even... Talk with someone, do a little research. The the uh, gold the it was gallbladder and liver cleanse was actually pretty simple. It was one one night that was not fun for me, uh, but I just there the, was a lot that shifted. Because the other thing that I did learn is that the liver is where we where we hold anger, anger really? and resentment is the liver. Yeah, emotionally. So what happens is that if you start accumulating anger, that sometimes what what could happen is that your liver gets, you know, both physically and emotionally kind of charged, especially if you're getting frustrated because you cannot do things. So, um, Would you say that you carry some anger that you don't express? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, great. So that's, so what, what I, so what I would like us to do, and this is, you know, let me write it, tell you exactly. We're 53 minutes into the call, so we can, we're going to do some direct tapping together that you can practice. And you can be in the car and tap and listen to me, okay? Okay. Yep. It doesn't have to be, but... And tell me about, is, where do you carry your anger physically? Do you feel it more in your belly, in your head? What, what, how does... Tell me a little bit about your anger. Um, well, I think... A lot of my anger would be is more of um, first thing I thought of is disappointment in myself and how I deal with things. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know, like a, another situation that I have is my mom lives. I don't know if I mentioned that to you. My mom yeah, she has early that, Alzheimer's, right? Right. And I find there's a lot of emotion with that. That sometimes I find myself very angry with some of the things she does and then I feel guilty because it's not her, it's the disease. And then I get angry with myself for feeling that way. So it's kind of, um, uh, a cycle there. And I think that's why I said angry with myself and not dealing yeah. with the situation properly. Um, yeah. where it affects me, I don't know in my body. I mean, um, I've got foot problems. Sometimes my back hurts. Sometimes I get headaches. Um, I get, you know, some chest problems, um, kind of all over. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting cause it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a variety of things, but it's, it's a lot. And so it's a lot that comes from with your mom uh, in general. Is she the one that just like, ugh, just like gets it to a, to a tipping point. Yeah. And she can say something not meaning it. And I just go completely nuts inside you know um even if it's you know i'm not feeding my kids the right thing and you know just a little comment that you might make that you know i don't i don't cook your kids meals every night and it just throws me even though i know i'm doing the right thing for them um just the fact that she may say that and then when i do bring it up to her she'll be like well that's not what i meant that's not what i said yeah but um would you say that? Yeah, she she was 
Was she a, a good mom? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was a very good, loving mom, always there, always trying to um, provide for us um, emotionally and, you know, other ways. I always said, it's like, you know, like, even though I have three boys, I always wished I had a girl because my mom was always my best friend. And mm. I, I wanted to have the best friend, too. And because, um, you know, we, we did everything together. You know, we would go shopping together. We'd work out together. We'd go for walks. We'd, you know, we did everything together. Mm. So I think that's, that's what's hard with this disease, too, is because I'm losing not only my mom, but my best friend, too. Yeah, that's, yeah, absolutely. And what is it that, was it just in the period that she had back issues that you had to take care of her? Uh, my mom and I were always doing things together, and, and who knows, maybe, you know, talking it through now, maybe unconsciously I did know what was happening with my mom and my dad, and, and I was her calming effect and soothing and took care of her that way too, Um, you know. I mean, we always do things. So even when I was younger, she and I would go do things together. So maybe that was, you know, I was caring for her at that point, too. Yeah. Trying to make sure that she wasn't lonely. Oh. Which, yeah. But somehow there was some, there was a part of you that really wanted to take care of her. Yeah. Yeah, I would say we always did that. My father was very big on the fact that we had to take care of my mother, like, um, you know, when I was older, I, um, between my brother and myself, we would be the ones going out and getting my mother gas. Uh, so that oh. my mother didn't have to do that. You know, my father would be like, Mom needs gas, go take the car and get some gas. And we just automatically would do it. Wow. So we've, we've always been, you know, caring for her that way. It wasn't just the back issue. It was, it's always been that way. <laughs> Huh, interesting. So in a way, it's like it was caring, but it was also, was it in any way disempowering, like she couldn't do it? Or was it just out of caring? Um, I think it was, um, I mean, when she had her back issue, we she couldn't do a lot of that, so we did take a lot of that over. Mm. Um, I think about it now, and I find I'm still doing it, and it is disempowering to her. Yeah. Um, that I should allow her to do that, but I'm so used to doing things for her of that, course. you know, that I'm fine. Because, like, my husband will say that to me once in a while. I'll be like, let her do it. You know, yeah. she can do it. Just let her do it. And I'm just so used to doing it that I, I do realize that I'm not giving her the power for it, too. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I want to share with you that that could actually contribute to the disease advancing as well. The less that she does, the less that her brain has to do. And, you know, so it's it's important to just give her a little bit to do. Yeah, yeah, I, I have realized that um, yeah. probably a little too late um, because I was always just, let me do it, uh, let me do it, I don't want you to hurt yourself, let me do it. And right. uh Looking back at it, if I gave her more tasks, maybe it wouldn't have advanced as much. Well, you know what? There's always, it's never too late. That's just consider that it's, you know, it's just like it can slow down. It can actually be a little stagnant for now. So let's just step together. Right. Deep breath and let's start stepping together on the karate choke point. Even though I hold a lot of disappointment towards myself, 
And repeat I, after me. Yes. I was to say, I'm supposed to repeat, right? Yes, you are. <laughs> okay. Can you start all over again? <laughs> of course, of course. Are you still in the car or you need to you need it to move? Nope, I'm in the car. Good, good. So score added to a point and repeat after me, even though I hold a lot of disappointment towards myself. Even though I hold a lot of disappointment in myself. There's so much more that I would like to do. There's so much more that I would like to do. And I get angry with myself when I get upset. And I get angry with myself when I get upset. Especially when towards my mom. Especially towards my mom. I don't like being angry with her. No, I don't like being angry with her. She has given me so much. She has given me so much. And she has always been my best friend. And she has always been my best friend. There's breath. I honor the sadness that I hide behind my anger and disappointment. I honor the sadness that I hide behind my sadness and disappointment. The truth is I feel hurt that I feel like my mom is slipping away. The truth is I feel hurt that my mom is slipping away. And she's taking with her my best friend. And she's taking with her my best friend. Even though at times I get angry with her. Even the times I get angry with her. And I get even angrier with myself for it. And I get even angrier with myself for it. I want to honor my sadness. I want to honor my sadness. As well as my frustration. As well as my frustration. Because as my, Because I'm doing so much because I'm doing so much and it doesn't seem to be enough and it doesn't seem to be enough tapping through the points at your pace and repeating after me I hold so much anger and disappointment towards myself I hold so much anger and disappointment to myself because at times I just let myself down and at times I do let myself down I'm not dealing with the situation properly. I'm not dealing with the situation properly. I misinterpret what my mom is saying. I misinterpret what my mom is saying. Or just I take it too personal. And I definitely take it too personally. And it really hurts me. And it really hurts me. Especially when I interpret it as I'm not taking care of my children. Especially when I interpret it, I'm not taking good care of my children. That is extremely hurtful for me. That is extremely hurtful to me. Because she was a fabulous mom. Because she was a fabulous mom. But she didn't have to do everything that I'm doing. She didn't have to do everything I'm doing. And I was taking care of her. And I was taking care of her. My brother and dad were taking care of her. My brother and my father were taking care of her. And I don't have many people taking care of me. And I don't have many people taking care of me. Or helping me. Or helping me. I wish somebody would get gas for me. I do wish somebody would get gas for me. (laughs) Yeah, I wish there was somebody saying to the kids, do these for mom or that for mom. I wish there was somebody saying, do this and that for mom. 
But that's not the case. But that's not the case. And I try to do so much. And I try to do so much. That I always feel like I'm falling short. That I do always feel like I'm falling short. I get so angry with myself. I get so angry with myself. And most of the time I feel disappointed in myself. Most of the time I do feel disappointed in myself. I'm always falling short. I'm always falling short. So much more that I could be doing. So much more I could be doing. I was trained from such a young age. I was trained from such a young age. To just do a lot. To just do a lot. Take care of mom. Take care of mom. Is that, yeah, what's coming up? I can hear it in your voice. What else? <laughs> Tell me. Just keep no, on just tapping. Take, Not yeah. what you notice. Well, just taking care of everybody, taking care of every situation. Yeah. Uh, you know, taking care of uh, my dad and the animals and the house especially. Yeah. Um, my brother was there, but I still cleaned his room for him and Oh my God. Uh you know, he took care of me, I took care of him kind of thing. But did, did he actually clean your room? No. <laughs> nope. I doubted it. <laughs> no, no. But that's okay. I got to I got to keep all the change he left on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, but there's a general sense that from such a young age, I had to do so much. Yeah, I did have to do so much, yeah. And without even realizing, I had to manage a lot of emotions. I did have to, yeah, there's a lot of emotions there. I may not remember much. I may not remember much. Maybe I was sheltered. Maybe I was sheltered. But there's a part of me that feels like I did absorb quite a bit of it. There's a part of me that I did absorb quite a bit of it. Because the truth is, it was not a very harmonious household. Truth is, it was not a very harmonious household. Even if I don't remember, I can definitely have a sense of it. Even if I don't remember, I definitely have a sense of it. And I'm tired of taking care of so many people. I'm tired of taking care of so many people. So many things. So many things. So many situations. So many situations. And on top of it, I feel like I have to do it right. And on top of it, I have to do it right. So I'm constantly disappointing myself. And I'm constantly disappointing myself. It's not fully human. Are you yawning? No, I'm not yawning. Oh, I wish you were. <laughs> I'll invite you to it in a second. Yawning is really wonderful. It just means that your nervous system is starting to just, like, shift. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah, it's just to let you know. So if you start yawning, or it's a good sign. Yeah. Now I'll start yawning since you said it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tend to yawn myself and that everybody else does. <laughs> in general, that happens. There's a part of my nervous system that is totally overloaded. There's a part of my nervous system that is totally overloaded. And I feel like I'm constantly playing catch-up. And I feel like I'm constantly playing catch-up. It's really not sustainable. 
really not sustainable. And I don't know how much longer I could go like this. And I don't know how much longer I can go like this. The truth is, it makes so much sense that I get upset at times. The truth is, it makes so much sense that I get upset at times. Because my my nerve endings are just like frayed. My nerve endings are just frayed. Do you get it? Yes. Yeah. It truly is not human to expect this much of myself. It's truly not human to expect all of this of myself. If I were to talk to a friend that is doing this, I would never be mean to her or feel disappointed that she's not doing enough. Yeah, if I was talking to a friend, I'd be supportive to her. Yeah, I wouldn't say, hey, I'm disappointed you're not doing everything right. Right. I would never do that. I would never do that. But I do it to myself. But I definitely do it to myself. I've learned very, very young. I've learned very, very young. That there were high expectations on me. There were high expectations on me. And my dad would get grumpy if I didn't do things right. (laughs) My dad would get grumpy if I didn't do things right. (laughs) Or worse, I imagine, right? Yeah. And yell a lot. Right, exactly. It was not safe to not do things right. It was not safe to not do things right. It was actually scary. It was actually scary. It was. I actually was scared of death punishment or yelling. I was scared of death yelling. Yeah. Did he punish you or was it just more the yelling? It was more the yelling. Yeah. But even that alone, right? Yeah, my both my parents were teachers, so they had a teacher look. Oh, yes. All I had to do was look. Yeah. That was fearful enough. Yeah. I was de- they were definitely letting me know that I was disappointing them. Yes, they were definitely letting me know I was disappointing them. And now they don't even have to do it. And now they don't even have to do it. I have internalized it so well. I have internalized it so well. That I do it to myself. That I do it to myself. I would love to forgive myself. I would love to forgive myself. For not being perfect. For not being perfect. I know that I'd like to be. I know I would like to be. But it's not. It would be extremely boring. (laughs) It would be extremely boring. The truth is I have a very good life. The truth is I do have a very good life. There's so many blessings in my life. There are so many blessings in my life. But it's very hard for me to truly enjoy them. It is hard for me to truly enjoy them. Because I'm constantly feeling like I'm catching up. Because I'm constantly feeling like I'm catching up. And even when I get a little bit of downtime or family time, Even when I get a little downtime or family time. There's still things that need to get done. There are things that need to get done. There's never a moment to just be. There's never a moment to just be. It's always doing. It is always doing. And I would love to shift that a little bit. And I would love to shift that a little bit. So I can be more efficient and productive... 
so I can be more efficient and productive. From a loving place towards myself. To a loving place with myself. Instead of beating myself up. Instead of beating myself up. Now take a breath. How do you notice, Betsy? How do you feel? Actually tingly. <laughs> Good. Tingly all over or it's like all my places I was snapping. I still feel myself snapping. It feels it does feel good. Yeah. A little on the calmer side. So this was just you know, this was like ten minutes or so. I would highly recommend that even if you just listen to this part as if you're in the car and you could just stop on one point, inviting that the reality of what is. Right, like you did with your closet, we need to look at what is there. Right, the anger, the resentment, the disappointment, before we actually can let it go and allow it to shift. Very important to just honor it. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. And the biggest piece that I would love for you to practice as much as you can, whenever you notice it, is that whenever you feel disappointed in yourself. Just maybe you can actually think of your dad. Mm-hmm. Was it and was it more your your dad that was giving you the disappointing look, or your mom, or just equally your mom and dad? My mom had a really strong teacher look, so um, we did get it a lot from her, but it wasn't more of um, that's how she would get us to do things around the house. Mm. versus my dad would be more disappointing if we didn't do things right. Mm, Okay. Yeah. So I want you to think, whoever comes to your mind, I want you to just, if you can ever just feel when you're hitting that disappointment, you, you know, you didn't get to do to do these, you know, these many things in the day, whatever, whenever that disappointing voice comes up inside your head, Mm-hmm. I would I would just invite you to take a breath and just say, Oh, there comes my dad or maybe there comes my mom. Mhm. Maybe it's more around the house that your mom comes up and maybe around work is more your dad. I or it doesn't really matter. And just say, I honor their desire and intention to ask because their intention and desire was for you to do right. Correct. Right? So I honor the desire for them to support me in doing right, things right, and I now choose to do a, a, to do it a different way. I like that. Because what, what I want to invite you, Betsy, is to actually start shifting into noticing everything that you actually do. I, I would love for you to consider these, uh, um, the, the three, the post-its, if you have any window in your office or any place. It could be yeah, a wall, actually. Great. Yeah. That you can say, okay, these are all the things that I need to do this week, let's say. You know, and you just make the, put the post-its there, and then you just pass it to what are the things that you're doing. And you, by the way, you cannot be doing more than two or three things at once, just, just so, you know, it's like two or three things is plenty. And then you pass them to the done. And then I bought myself a beautiful jar, like a glass jar, where I put, 
put all the post-its <laughs> that of the things that were done, and it was really nice to do that. <laughs> oh, I like that idea, yeah. And sometimes when I would feel bummed or whatever, I would just go in and open some. I was like, oh, look at all this stuff that I did, man. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I like that. I do like that idea. Awesome. Because they're, they're different. What we're doing is literally rewire your brain to actually be calmer and more positive instead of actually getting the whip at yourself. Even if it's with a whip. I was just yawning. (laughs) Ah, good for you. Good for you. Wonderful. So did you hear the last piece that it's about rewiring your brain, literally, to instead of being motivated by the disappointment, to be motivated by the celebration of what you're already doing. Mm, I like that. Yeah. If you if you think about it, a little kid being, you know, learning something, if you think like, like a little toddler wanting to walk, right, and then they total and fall, if you say, oh, my God, you're never going to learn, it's completely different from somebody that says, oh, you know, no worries, just whenever you're ready, just get up, you know, did you get hurt? Don't, don't worry, you're definitely going to learn it. You're definitely going to get it. Do you see the different energy? Yeah. And you, you've, been, you've been a kind of a bully coach to yourself. I have. And so we want to develop a cheerleader. Okay. Does that sound good? That sounds great. Yeah. Awesome. So I think that we covered quite a bit of ground today. Feel free to, uh, you know, to write to me anything that comes up. Okay. Um, you know, if you is there is there anything that you need my support? Send me an email. Is there you know if you need to tap for ten fifteen minutes, you do have that you know once a month SOS call so we can get on the phone for ten minutes and tap together. So just okay. use it. Um, I'm not going to be super available in the next actually in the month because I have a training the next coming week and then I'm going on vacation. But I will be checking my email and until the thirteenth. Um, I could definitely be available if you need an SOS call. Okay, fantastic. It was good to know. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, just and use it. Use especially use the email. If anything comes up, if you have any dreams or anything that come up for you, just reach out to me. I'm here. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. great to know. Yeah, that is good to know. Wonderful. So we're in touch. Anything um, that you need, just reach out. All right, fantastic. Well, you have a lovely vacation then. Thank you. Yeah, no, we'll we'll probably connect before then because I'll we'll talk on the tenth as well. Oh, that's so, true. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We're definitely connected. So, have a wonderful day and let me know what you notice from here. Okay. Great. Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Bye, Betsy. Bye.